Thanks for taking a moment out of your time to listen to Discussing Who. Want more comic book-related content? Then check out the Discussing Who YouTube channel. It's all about discussing comics. Visit youtube.discussingwho.com and subscribe. Again, you can go there easily, youtube.discussingwho.com. And now, on with the show. The thing about war is... It only works if both sides believe they're the good guys. The truth is, we're not so different. We fight to get back what was once ours. But in the end, and this is the end, it's just a city. You'll get used to watching them fall. Safe for now. We need to figure out our next move. No, there's no next move. And there is no we. What is that? We're not here to eat. Are those pork? No, the shrimp. Oh, this guy's got pork. God, you're weird. I'm not looking for super friends. Shit. That doesn't matter. Can't fight these people. Not even with whatever it is your hand can do. It's cheap. It's not. They're hunting our friends, our families, and they're not going to stop there. More death is coming. And the only thing keeping Manhattan from crumbling to a pile of dust is the four of you. The war for New York, it's over. Not yet. They're horns. I can see you've formed a kind of bond. I promise you it's temporary. Electra. They will disappoint you. Jessica. Like it or not, you belong out there together. I'm glad we found each other. guys welcome back this is episode number 68 and i'm kyle jones and tonight we will be discussing the defenders season one on netflix and who is the we well the first part of the we as in this episode is sergio from the reality breach podcast welcome back sergio well hi it's 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 good to be here Hey, it's good to have you back. The last time you were on, we were talking about the upcoming movies of 2017, and now we're almost in September. I know. I, like this, this year is just flying by. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. And uh, who knows? Before long, we'll be talking about the um, most anticipated movies of 2018. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So, welcoming back always, Clarence Brown. Hey, man, how's it going? Going pretty good. What about yourself? 
I'm doing good, man. I just got me some Chinese food, so I'm I'm happy. Ah, cool. <laughs> Chinese from where? Uh, well, not the best place. Got it from the mall, but it's quick. So uh, hey, got you, got you, got you, got you. All right, well, guys, we're talking about Defenders. So anybody who has not seen the eight episode series or season one of Defenders, put us on pause. Go watch it. We'll be here. So from henceforth, be warned for spoilers. 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 So, uh, Sergio, you're the guest tonight. Let's take it from the top. What were your th- initial thoughts? Uh, well, um, hmm. <laughs> I, if, 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 can we talk about the, the 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 four shows that led up to it? Absolutely, we can talk in any shape, form, or fashion we want. So whatever, whatever, wherever this conversation takes us, let's go for it. Okay, so I really enjoyed the first season of Daredevil. I really enjoyed Luke Cage, and I really enjoyed Jessica Jones. Uh oh, I know what they kind of lost me. They kind of lost me in the second season of Daredevil. The only really good thing about that whole second season was the Punisher. Agreed. He was awesome. Okay. <laughs> Iron Fist is a <laughs> pile of steaming garbage. Oh, man. I knew that was coming. Both the show and the character. Wow. As betrayed in the Iron Fist television show. <sighs> and the reason I say that, the reason I say that is because of his impact to the defenders. So that makes me think you're, you're saying he's bringing the defenders down. If anything, he's making the defenders more interesting because he's so terrible. (laughs) Okay. 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 All right. All right. All right. I I can hear that. Like what, what I appreciated in the defenders is they did not have to have long expositions of character development. There was an end goal, and we already know these characters, so let's get to that end goal. That was that that was refreshing, considering I think that the the, the individual seasons of the episode, of the of the characters they they kind of went went long. They all should yeah. have probably been eight eight episodes. I agree with that totally. Okay, they did. Uh, I understand the character of Iron Fist now, <laughs> and how he's just obnoxious. It's, that's just who he is. He's a privileged, obnoxious idiot. <laughs> well, 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 pri- come on. He, into he, becoming the Iron Fist. Privileged? Okay, he may have been privileged before getting uh, uh, crash landing in Kung Lan. Maybe he was privileged, but uh, I think more naive than privileged is the word I would use. Because, you know, even in The, the Defenders, we see where Luke Cage just kind of looks at him and like, what are you talking about, dude? This stuff sounds ridiculous. Clarence, I'm going to go a step further. I see him more as, and I don't mean this in a, well, I guess it is a negative light, but I saw him more as simplistic than Mm. naive. And and, and it ties into what you're saying in a sense of, uh, you know, he's he's kind of not used to the world as we know it. But, you know, I, 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 I want to go back and say something of what Sergio just said about the Daredevil seasons and, you know, going into the different seasons. Daredevil season one, 
very good. I mean, it was something new. It was something different. Regardless of whether he's in the costume or not, you know, this was the first of the series of the Marvel Netflix, and it was new. Having said that, I'm agreeing with what you said, Sergio, about uh, season two. The second or third episode, it took me almost a month or two probably to watch the you know the fourth or fifth episode or whatever came next because I really got bored with him in Electra's past, um, oh, you know. In that, um, I ate those two series up, man, completely. Uh, the, the to me, both of those were fantastic. Although you know there are some problems with two, but I think Frank Castle being in it was awesome. But but yeah, I I think as it I know you're going to go on and give your opinion about the rest of them, but just real quick, I think Daredevil season one is the best out of any of them. And I don't know if because it was the first, but the hardcore, I think it was hardcore, but like the unique fighting style of Daredevil really is what put me way over the top. And to me, part of the problem was after him, it's kind of hard to follow that up. And, And I think even any character that you look at after him, to me, they never really live up to the the action oriented type of character that daredevil is so i'm sorry go ahead cal no 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 no, that's fine uh the only other thing that i was saying was if i were to compare iron fist versus jessica jones initial season and i mean believe me uh, jessica jones had david Tennant in it so i mean i should be saying oh i found it very 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 interesting and and don't get me wrong i mean i enjoyed the entire arc of it but as far as how Jessica Jones ties in to the entire story, it was so self-contained other than her interaction with Luke and introducing her cast. You know, she didn't have that much of a impact as did Daredevil and as we've seen even Iron Fist. Was Iron Fist my favorite out of the first uh, four seasons? No. You know, I mean, I mean, it wasn't actually. I liked Madame Gao's uh, part of Iron Fist more than I pretty much liked the Meachams and Danny and all of that. It was seeing this really old woman basically kick butt on everybody. Yeah, yeah, and I think that you know. When we just look at Iron Fist, the, the series, I think that part of the problem was, again, I mentioned the fighting of Daredevil season one and season two. When you get to Iron Fist, this guy who was supposed to be in Kong Long training for all this time and becoming the Iron Fist by defeating, punching in the, through the heart of a dragon, okay, his fighting just does not show that type of discipline that you would think now and the defenders seems like they did some things to try to fix some of that but i mean i felt like colleen wing was a better fighter than him in in his his own series and you know again after seeing daredevil you see him and it's like okay he's he's okay he's he's all right and and then again i think another huge problem with him is sort of like the whole um voltron or power rangers thing and, you know, they'll fight for 10 minutes. And then when they really want to win, oh, let's form Voltron or let's pull out the sword or whatever. And, you know, we see his fist at the end of the fight when, we, when he really wants to win. So I'm like, why doesn't he do that when the fight starts? You know, I, 
I don't know. That's I guess it's a common problem with a lot of characters, but I don't know. I don't know. Let's let's uh, move on to talk a little uh, bit about. Uh, the finish, I, well, I guess. Well, 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 let me throw this at you, and this may lead us into the next thing. Or, and this is to throwing out to both of you. So for the most part, when you think of Batman, you it's just in our nature to say Batman and Robin. Or you know you know in, anything that is a team or duo, and you know you're the most famous being Batman and Robin. So was the fact that Danny wasn't Luke Cage and Iron Fist, or as they were saying, you know, play back to the comic Power Man and Iron, Iron Fist, as it was originally you know titled, the fact that he was always mostly paired in the origin or even, you know, in not necessarily the origin, but when he's first become popular, those two were paired together was the fact that he was introduced on his own. That was made him not as interesting or is it the actor that, that you guys (laughs) maybe didn't, didn't like. So what, uh, Sergio, what did you think? Uh, well, oddly enough, I don't really have a problem with the actor. Uh, I, I think a lot of his his lines in the script were really like deadpan, just poorly written lines. Um, I just them having to introduce him as his own character in his own series, I do think, kind of worked against him because the best scenes that Iron Fist had in the, uh, the Defenders were the ones where it was just him and Luke Cage. Hmm, interesting. Because. At that point, you you then understand that Luke Cage keeps Iron Fist's annoyance in check. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's very interesting. So I, I, I'm going to agree with you in the sense of I don't have a problem with the actor. I mean, I you know I I you know I, I just ultimately don't have a problem with the actor. So let me let me pose this instead of eight. Issue, or eight episodes, not eight issues, eight episodes. Let's take it back to the 13 that they usually have. And what if in Defenders Season 1, instead of having an Iron Fist Series 1, you would have had a 13 episode that not only introduced the Defenders coming together, that also tied in maybe not the Meachums and him taking back his company, but ties in introducing Danny as the Iron Fist, would that have strengthened the his Danny's story? Well, I mean, I don't I don't know because they did show some of that um in his flashbacks or whatever. They kind of alluded to some of it. And of course his conflict with his uh his friend from Conlon, um, who was supposed to be the next Iron Fist. So I think they did touch upon that. So I really I really don't think that's the problem. I think maybe they could have introduced Luke Cage in his series uh as they did with even uh Jessica Jones. You had Luke Luke Cage and 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 maybe that would have maybe that would have been a spark to his series that we needed. Hmm, I I could go with that. All right, so let's switch over to the villains. And Sergio, what did you think of Sigourney Weaver joining as a bad guy or bad woman, whatever you want to call her? <laughs> bad hand, bad finger. <laughs> a bad finger. I like bad, that. <laughs> bad finger. 
I, I really like Sigourney Weaver in almost anything she does outside of Avatar. And seeing her on screen in The Defenders almost legitimized The Defenders more. Yeah. As a you know as a creative property, I guess, because you only pull in Sigourney, Sigourney Weaver when you need some real acting done. <laughs> and she killed it. Like she she was really good. Clarence, what did you think? Yeah, yeah, I, I do think she was very effective playing this kind of, um, I guess, the leader of the fingers or the hand, I guess, <laughs> and palm. Uh, the palm. The palm. <laughs> She's and, the backhand uh, of the uh, of the hand. Yeah, and, and when she was first introduced, I really had no idea what type of role she'd be playing. I do like how they kind of introduced at the beginning that she had this sickness. But we didn't really know she was a part of the hand and had been living all these years. And um, and added to the fact that they kind of created this extra tension by um, by us knowing that they didn't have any more of the resources to revive people. They used the last of it on Electra. So I thought that added a cool bit of extra tension to uh, how the hand operates, you know, they're not, they're no longer immortal. They can, they can die now. So I think that was a good plus to the series, but just her in general, I feel like she was a very effective villain. I was kind of surprised by the fact that she didn't make it to the end, but, but I enjoyed her nonetheless. What about you, Cal? Yeah. And, you know, I don't really have any problem with anything she's ever been in. I mean, you know, I think she's a great actress. I'm not like, oh well, you know, let me go see it. Sigourney Weaver's in it. Well, you know, I can't wait. But I, I, I don't have a problem with her, and I don't mind seeing her in anything. Uh, I thought I liked the poise that she had. You know, I liked the fact that she controlled the scenes, in my opinion, in the scenes that she was in, and I liked the inner tension between one finger and the other fingers of the hand. <laughs> you know, it was like you could tell that there was struggle, uh, you know, amongst them all. Um, when, and, and, go yeah, ahead. I was going to say, just, just kind of overall in the villains uh, of, of the hand in this series, I do think it's kind of cool how, you know, we had Daredevil season one, season two, we got introduced to the hand and, I don't know how much of the larger picture they had in mind, but I do think, you know, it. they did a, a fairly good job of showing that continuation and then bringing it all together in The Defenders. Well, as well as, as Iron Fist Season 1 kind of was a prequel to this as well, it kind of shows how these things develop. We have these different fingers of the hand, and we really don't know how they work together, I guess, unless you read the comics or something, until we see them in The Defenders. So how much of that was actually planned out, I don't know. But I think it really worked well and kind of solidified how devious the, the hand were. You know, even the hole in Daredevil season two, they went back to that in this in this series as well. Yeah. I, and, and personally, I think all of it was planned out because when they announced the Daredevil show, they announced all five series oh, up huh. front. Mm-hmm. So they, they knew what they were doing from day one. Interesting. You know, and I think that just leads to a more coherent 
and, 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 you know, I know there were some plot holes, you know, holes in the ground, uh-huh. whatever, you know, but, <laughs> but, 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 but having an end in mind, I think, you know, if you're building to something and you know you've got a, re- a resolution that has to occur in um, Defender Season 1, then you're building toward an ultimate end point as opposed to if you're, you know, even though they're about died out now, if you're writing a soap opera, you know it's a continuing story of whatever it is and there's no, you know, ultimate continuity for from any, you know, shape, forms, or fashions. Yeah, mm. yeah they, they, they didn't have to retcon anything. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Um, so, you know, I found this interesting. So, Sergio, tell me, how much uh, do you know about the hand out of the comics? Um, I know, I know that in Ninja Turtles, the foot <laughs> is a play on the hand. It's like a parody of the hand. Very and good. I know that Splinter is a parody of Stick. Wow, I didn't know that. I did not wow. know that. Now I did not know that part. But it's obvious. I mean, it makes sense. And and if we're if if we're talking about this, also the canister that turns the turtles into who they are is actually the canister that blinds Daredevil. Ah, interesting. What? Yeah, like it, the, the whole first issue was just a blade and rip off. to Daredevil. <laughs> uh, but I, honestly, I didn't know much. I didn't know much at all. S- so before we got on uh, to record tonight, one of the things that Clarence and I had uh, said, are, and I was kind of clueless on this because I've never really um, been like, oh, a diehard hand fan. You know, I, I know they've been connected with Psylocke and some of the changes that she's gone through. I know that they are connected to Wolverine during his time in Japan, of course, they can't mention either of them in, uh, you know, this series or, you know, in the Marvel proper uh, television or movie type stories. But um, I went and looked up before we started recording to see, you know, who controlled the hand and how far they went back. And were any of these characters uh, that I could find reference to Sigourney Weaver's character, I could not find reference to. Um, the uh, character that Madame Gal, I could not find a reference to her. The only one I was able to find a reference to while I was looking was Bakudo. Hmm. And that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I mean, that's kind of credit to, to the showrunners at Netflix, because I think they really did a good job, especially in the case of Madame Gal, of uh, flushing her out into this full-fledged character. Which, you know, many people's favorite character. <laughs> and I think she's really cool, and they did a good job with her. Uh, and even the short time we had with uh, Sigourney Weaver's character in this current season. So what do you guys think of Electra? And Sergio, since you said that you, uh, well, did you say you did not enjoy, a, a correct, uh, Series 2 of Daredevil as much? Right, right. And and Electra is part of the reason. Okay, so tell me why she was a part of the reason in that season that you didn't like and and if uh your opinion changed with Defenders. Oh, it's hard to really describe why I didn't I, I guess her whole story arc was boring. Like the the the, the hand and and everything in 
Daredevil season two about the hand was just boring. You know, uh, and basically everything that happened in season two can be summed up in that that you need to know can be summed up in two sentences. Electra dies. (laughs) And there's a big hole under New York. (laughs) (laughs) Like the rest of it was inconsequential. And it's interesting that you say it like that because anything that I've ever thought about Electra in the comics, whatever came before, and it's and it's again very interesting how you how you worded that. I've always seen that anything that was Electra prior to Electra dying was inconsequential. That her story really began when she died. Hmm. And 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 to answer the other half of your question, she was better in Defenders. Agreed. Much better. Oh, I don't and know. And maybe it was because there was less screen time, or there was a different type <sighs> of tension, or she just seemed way more like off the rails. Hmm. I don't know if I get that. Okay, so Clarence, I, I'm thinking you're disagreeing. So yeah. Well, I mean, I do feel in Daredevil season two that. You know, we got in, she got introduced as Dick's daughter, right? Uh, the thing I loved about her in that season is that her uh, fighting ability was just as good as Daredevil's, and that's probably one of the reasons I like her most. Is that I believe her every second, even if it's not her, you know, it's not double whatever. But I believe the character every moment I see her on screen as a competent fighter. And not once that I think, yeah, she probably can't kick tail like that. No, she looks awesome when she's fighting. Um, that being said, I I don't think she was any better in the Defenders, just different, you know. Uh I thought it was interesting how they they, they played her as this this character coming back to life, which in, until you told me, Cal, I didn't even know that was a thing in the comics, but but yeah, I, I really, I really loved her in in the Defenders and season two of Daredevil as well. I don't think her character was all that much difference. Different now, it could have been some things going on in Daredevil season two that might have not lent her to be your favorite because there are a lot of great characters in this season. Uh, but I do, I do get what you say about the heavy hand, handedness, <laughs> heavy handedness of the hand <laughs> in mm-hmm. Daredevil season two because. I, I I totally agree with you because I was like, man, this hand stuff is just not interesting at all. And, you know, um, the constant barrage of, of uh, Daredevil fighting hundreds of Foot Clan or Hand, hand Clan soldiers. Hand Clan. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, I totally get your point on that in Daredevil season two. It just felt a little too much uh, beating over our head with this hand stuff. And, and maybe that was a problem with that season. And... and- the second season of Daredevil had me starting to dislike Daredevil because Hmm. Daredevil is what, when I think of the character, I think he's a lawyer who crime fights at night. (laughs) You know, I know that's a very simple way to describe him, but at its core, that's what, that's what he is in season two. He was basically just throwing up the white flag. He's like, I'm not going to be a lawyer anymore. I'm just going to be this Daredevil guy. And to me, that's breaking the character because what makes him interesting is he's a lawyer. Yeah. Yeah. So, was, I, and, and maybe it was because Electra was partially the reason that he was 
running away from his law career, or, maybe that's why I didn't like her that much. Or could it be, and while you guys were talking, I was looking up, you know, all hail Wikipedia, but uh, interestingly enough, the showrunner for season one Daredevil is not the same showrunner of season two Daredevil. So, mm-hmm. you know, it looks like I'm thinking behind the scenes changes impacted, you know, in front of the camera acting, looks like. That is very possible. That's yeah. not very Marvel like. <laughs> no, it isn't. Yeah, but it's possible. <laughs> Yeah, and it's, it's it's funny that you mentioned the fact that um, he was Daredevil most of the time and wasn't really playing the lawyer role much, because it seems like they addressed that directly in Defenders by um, by him trying to go back, you know, straight in there on just give up Daredevil completely in this kind of promise he had promise he had with his friends. So maybe they were trying to bring it back in the other direction a little bit with Defenders. So still, uh, yeah, I, I totally get what you're saying. <laughs> um, <laughs> But here's the deal. What I was saying about the uh, changing of the um, uh, producers, I was going to speculate, well, maybe the reason I liked um, Electra in Defenders was because we had a different, um, you know, set of producers or showrunners. But it looks like the same showrunners in this is the same showrunner uh, as, um, you know, uh, from Daredevil season two, so you know maybe Feels I'm like wrong, <laughs> but 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 for some reason her Electra in this season or this you know Defenders, she just was more likable. Even though she was bad, there was just something about the character that was different that I actually liked her. Whereas her portrayal of Electra in Daredevil season two. I'm like, oh, she's not a very good choice for Electra. Yeah, and, hmm. and, 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 and maybe it's because her character was more defined. Like, in Defenders, she is, without question, a bad person. Yeah, that's true. You know, in season two of Daredevil, she has to play that love interest who is also kind of a bad person who can, you know, is, is a killer, and it's, it's, it's way, way more gray in, in, in my opinion, just obnoxious. Like, she was annoying. Or it could be back to what you said earlier, Sergio. Whatever happened before she died is inconsequential. And we just yeah. watched the yeah. inconsequential. Yeah. So, so guys, do we want to talk a little bit about the good guys? A little sure. bit more about, about Luke Cage and, um, and friends. <laughs> so one of the things I noticed about this season and, and just as far as the arc of the characters, I feel like eight episodes – was better because uh, because you mentioned Daredevil season two being boring or uh, in some points I felt that about all the series even though the ones I liked a lot I felt like they went on probably two and three episodes more than they should have and yeah and the fact that these were eight episodes uh, I feel like this series allowed the characters to have a lot more action see our heroes having a lot more action but. I guess one of the problems is that did lead to a lot of clunkiness in the story. So my big, my first big thing about the story that really ticked me off was the moment they all met at the top of the tower. When Danny was in the boardroom, I'm like, mm-hmm. eh, 
that's just a little too uh, convenient. It, it just didn't feel right. Oh, see, like that's the point of the, sh- the, the, the show. I was like, oh, man, it, this <laughs> this is this is what I want to see. Like, I, I, I want to see them clumsily meet each other and say, wait, what are you doing here? Wait, I'm here for this. Oh, well, you're here for this. Oh, wait a minute. We might be on the same side. Like, yeah, that was cool. Yeah, it was. It was cool. Uh, the fight was awesome, <laughs> but it's just how they got there. It's just like, uh, I guess I believe it. Not really, but okay, I'm gonna go with it. See, Clarence, where I thought you were about to go with that is that first fight or that semi fight that they all had, and my thought for that was that is so traditional comic books when you know either you know. Two superheroes who haven't met or two super teams that haven't met. You have to have that comic book moment where they fight each other and then go, okay, now we're besties. True. And, yeah. I, and, and I think it's really funny that in that scene, they were just trying to keep Iron Fist from being Iron Fist. True. Which is <laughs> it's basically the, the, the behind the scenes narrative that was all, all in my brain anyway. Huh. Okay. Yeah, well, that I think maybe that scene with all with all of them trying to fight um, Danny Rand was probably one of the best the best scenes of the show. Um, you know, I just have problems with Danny Rand's powers. I think that's the biggest thing about him that really ticks me off. Uh, of course, if you look at Iron Fist season one, we have that one clip of an older Iron Fist, you know, jumping around in the jungle with both fist lit up and they messed me up at the moment they showed me that because when they showed me that I'm like why isn't Danny Rand like that and every time I see him fight that's all I can think about why isn't he that guy with two iron fists jumping around through the jungle looking like a bad A you know um budget yeah budgetary concerns yeah that was what I was Mm -hmm. saying and since we last talked Clarence whenever I said I wasn't sure um, I think it was on our very, you know, episode sixty-seven. I think I said I wasn't sure if he has used both hands before. I, I went and looked up and found images of Danny Rand. So evidently now he he's at least sometimes can utilize both hands in the comics, Sweet. at least. Sweet. Yeah, and 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 of course, if I'm going to go with a non-cynical answer, like they have to leave the character somewhere to go. True. They can't just reveal in season one that he now has power with both hands and blah, 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 blah. Like he's got to have room for growth. Yeah, I definitely get that. And what do you guys think about the times they're actually working together to fight? To me, the fighting felt a little unbalanced because in the grand scheme of things, even much I don't like, like the character, I guess Danny Rand and is probably a better fighter than Luke Cage and Jessica Jones he and uh, Daredevil. So they're up there doing this miraculous stuff, flips, kicks, all this other crap. And, you know, only thing Luke Cage and Jessica Jones really can do is uh, toss people around and take bullets, bullet sponges. Yeah, but I would say Luke is much more powerful than Jessica. Uh, Because he can take bullets? Well, he's got, you know, bulletproof skin. She doesn't. Mm. She's just strong. True. Yeah, but as far as the fighting portrayed in the series, to me, there wasn't a huge difference other than a bullet, you know, being able yeah, well, to take a bullet here or there. They, well, they, like they, I think it was Jessica that made the joke that does everyone know karate? 
Yeah, <laughs> true. You know, like like she she, she even pointed out that hey, I, I'm not a fighter like this, but I I do what I have to. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that, but I just feel it looked kind of awkward them two fighting with these ninja awesome fighters, you know. Just a little imbalance. And a balance I never really felt with any I guess I never felt that with Avengers. You know, even though you have uh uh Black Widow who who's is really just a normal person, still I really never felt her imbalance in the fighting scenes cuz she just fit with everybody to me you know yeah yeah and in in the avengers they did a really good job of uh like segmenting the action like black widow went off and fought with cap you know captain america and they did regular human style fighting but then you have iron man flying around blowing things up iron man styles it's not like it's not like you know iron man was fist fighting a dude yeah yeah that makes sense you know, interestingly enough, had Marvel gone with the original idea uh, for the story that Jessica was actually introduced in, she would not have been able to have been in The Defenders because Marvel would not have owned the rights to her. And uh, do either of you know what I mean by that? I do no. not. Okay. So... Um, Jessica Jones is actually one of the only characters in uh, the, well, the only one out of those four that were not created back in the 60s or early 70s. Um, Back in the 90s or late 90s, early 2000s, Marvel had a line of adult comics. uh, You had to be at least, um, I think, over 17 or over 18 to (laughs) buy. Seriously, no joke. What? No joke. It was called Marvel Max, M-A-X. And uh, they created a comic and this artist called Michael Brian Bendis, uh, who was not an artist, excuse me, a writer, uh, was going to create a um, kind of a noir type comic of... um, with a private investigator, and there was a character in the Marvel Universe named Jessica, who um, at the time did not have powers and was using um, or was had reduced powers and was by trade a private investigator. And I think somebody at Marvel stepped in because of it being the Max series and because of um, some of the things that happened to Jessica, not necessarily the um, Purple Man thing, but some of the scenes that they were going to portray uh, without going into them, they uh, said, okay, we like your story, it fits with Max, but you can't use this Jessica character. So Jessica Drew became Jessica Jones and mm. that, with a different origin, and Jessica Drew is from uh, the late 70s, is also known as Spider-Woman. Ah, Oh, interesting. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So that's how Jessica Jones got started or how she was created. She was actually a replacement for Jessica Drew. And then uh, a couple of years later, Bendis was given reins for the Avengers and he brought Jessica Drew as uh, gave her her powers back and made her an Avenger and new Avengers back uh, after the Scarlet Witch destroyed the Avengers, uh, so, you know, back in early 2003 or four or something. But anyway, that um, that is how Jessica 
Jones got created and how she uh, actually replaced somebody. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, speaking of Jessica Jones, um, did anybody else feel the weirdness of uh, Luke Cage having smashed three of the people on scene on the camera? <laughs> <laughs> I like I noticed it up front. I was like, man, Luke Cage is a player. Like, yeah, I like like he's he he has smashed in, at least half the female cast of this show. <laughs> okay, I found that very awkward. I mean, I the whole the whole time at the beginning with him and uh, uh not miss no, the, the 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 nurse, the night nurse. Um uh Claire. 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 I'm yeah. like the whole time I'm like, okay, you're supposed to be with Jessica. You're not supposed to be with her. Yeah, it's this is weird. Uh, and he's Which, like having. Go ahead. No, 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 no. Go ahead. Go you. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say he's he's having like normal interactions with these people, and uh, yeah, I guess life goes on. I don't know. <laughs> Luke, Luke Cage is the most upstanding <laughs> character in the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe. <laughs> That's why he's totally okay hanging out with his exes. Like, that's he's such a good guy. Oh, and man. Let's talk about Claire. Okay. Because oh. I really like, like, I really like Claire. You like her? Yeah. She's, She's my like least this, favorite like a, character. A subtle, like, glue. <laughs> oh. Okay. Okay. And, right. and 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 if someone were to like if Vegas were to ask me what character do you think is going to die in the Defenders, I would have easily put money on Claire. Hmm. Yeah, I thought you would too. I thought that would be the thing that brought them all together. Um, but but I have huge problems with Claire, and I said I was I was okay with her until Iron Fist, but to me in Iron Fist, she really got on my nerves she overstayed her welcome she was intruding in some sense it's really really ticked me off i don't oh claire temple she kiss him. <laughs> i guess she's and, necessary and, though but yeah and and maybe it's because i like the actress so much um what's her name uh rosario dawson rosario dawson yeah like i i really like her as an actress and her being the normal person that is the through line through all of these shows helps it for me. Yeah. But you know what? I don't, I don't have a problem with her being the normal person. The parts of her that really get under my skin is when she, uh, and they even make this point in the defenders when they're in the building attempting to blow it up. Yeah. And, they're like, leave, You're, you have no powers, what are you doing here? And just like she did in Iron Fist, she just overstays her welcome. And and I guess she was necessary by the end of that, but still, no, you have no powers. And I guess it's bad of me to say, okay, if you you don't have powers, you're not useful. But come on, she's just out of her element completely. She's a freaking nurse. You're not wrong. <laughs> she's a night nurse. But, but, I mean, come on. Night, night yeah, like, like, no, that seriously, wrong. that is that is the name of the character from uh, they called it. She was called the night nurse. Hmm. Yeah, but but like it, like in my mind, you remove one minute of any of her performance in any of the series, the series is one minute worse. Wow, you're hardcore, Claire Temple. Yeah, like Man. that. 
I am all about some Claire Temple. <sighs> so what did but, you guys think about... But I do hope she dies. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so what did you guys think about Foggy and uh, um, Karen? Oh, well, Froggy? Or, or what, Foggy. Is his name Foggy? No, wait, not Foggy. Yeah, it's Foggy Nelson, right? Yeah, yeah. that's great. Yeah, because it's Happy. Happy is uh, is Tony's friend. Yeah, Happy Hogan. Yeah. Uh, I really, really like the actor that they have playing Foggy. He's and good. I like Karen gets on my nerves a little bit, but the the actress plays it well. Um, I if we're talking about secondary characters, I liked how they weaved. The secondary characters from all of the shows. Yes, yes, yes. The, de- the defenders. So good, man. Yeah, yes. Yeah, it's, it's it's funny how the secondary characters managed to be one of my high points of the the defenders as a whole, and to see them interact with the with each other, I thought was really good. Yep. And, you know, anytime I get to see my beloved Colleen Wing on screen, I'm happy. <laughs> uh, she's awesome. And yeah, I, I just love seeing them interact with each other, you know, across the different, you know, bring the shows together and them meeting each other. I thought was really, really cool. And it's kind of cool how Misty Knight kind of was the the general over everybody, really, in, in this series. Uh, she was kind of, you know, kind of the same role she played in Luke Cage, the police in the things. And I thought that yeah. was really good as well. OK, so let me say this. I'm going to sound so so like cold and dark or however what I'm about to say, but the Uh-oh. entire uh, episodes, whenever I saw, Oh, Misty's in here, it was like, and it, and, and it happened thankfully, but the whole time, every time they would see it, you know, she would go like outside the police station. I was like, Oh, Oh, is it going to happen? Is it going to happen? Is it going to happen? And then it was finally, yes, her arm got cut off. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I was waiting for her. I was like, come on, go ahead, hurry up and cut her arm off. <laughs> what kind of weird, morbid fantasy do you have? <laughs> you do know why, right? I, yeah, she gets like a cyborg arm. Right, right. And, you know, Which she, is but, funny because they gave us the, 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 the uh, head fake in the first, uh, in the Luke Cage series yes. where we thought she would get it. So Yes, but when, it, when they cut it off, I was like, yes, yes. Oh, wow. <laughs> That was really, I know that's sick, but that was the highlight of the entire season for me, was seeing, you know, like, okay, finally, she gets to be a super-powered person now. Yeah. So, okay. Okay, so, as much as I enjoyed seeing all the characters meet each other and interact and blah, 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 especially in the police station, that whole, that whole scene, that whole setting is a huge double-edged sword for me. Because mm. I really enjoyed it because of the, the the character interactions, but logically speaking, it doesn't make any sense. Like we we are four individuals who are being attacked by a shady underground organization who has who who have their fingers in everything. We need to protect our loved ones. Okay. The answer is never put all your loved <laughs> ones in the same room. And be yeah. protected by a group of people who are known for being compromised. Correct. Like, it, it just didn't make any sense. Well, uh, Luke had a certain trust in Misty Knight, I think, was the difference there. But but excellent point, though. 
Yeah, like I, I was totally expecting the hand to, to just run a knife through for, uh, Foggy at, one, at, at some point. Like, <laughs> but where else? I mean, how else could you explain to easily get the characters all together in one spot? You know, other than having them taken all taken hostage, and then you would have to worry about how they get everybody out at the same time. So oh, you're right. As, as I said, I got as much joy out of it as I am, you know, criticizing it. Well, every time I saw him, I was still waiting for her to get her arm cut off. <laughs> so if the hand came, they could just, you know, you know, if the hand comes, just, you know, take an arm, that, and then you'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. Callan, to your point, you know, how could they not figure out uh, Matt Murdock was Daredevil when yes. Karen and Foggy is in the in the danger room with everybody else, you know, I, I think somebody asked the question, why are they here? But still, they kind of just played it off. But yeah, I mean, they should be able to put that together. I yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, really. It was all very, it was very convenient. So what did you guys think of Patsy? And, and the guy that, um, that, you know, Jessica's friends, uh, you know, the guy that does what basically takes care of Jessica for most part. And then Pat's... Oh, the junkie? Yeah. Well, he's not a junkie anymore, right? A former junkie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, is that his name? Patsy? No, Patsy is the... Is, the radio is, host, is, is, Or she's Trish. Trish. Is it Pat... Yeah. Her mother called her Patsy, I think. Oh, okay. Okay, Trish. Yeah. Um, I guess since it's been so long since I've watched the Jessica Jones t- like series, mm-hmm. I, I, I had to reacquaint myself. I was like, okay, so this blonde girl does what? Yeah. Oh, she's yeah. the one on TV. Okay, or on the radio or whatever it is. And and then when I saw the not a junkie anymore guy, <laughs> I didn't recognize him. I'm like, but I thought that guy was a junkie. And then I remembered, oh, he's not anymore and blah 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 blah. You know, like it took it took me a minute to get ca- caught up. But yeah. I, I really liked uh the, the, the that the junkie guy. He was he was really good. Trish, yeah. Give her time. Okay. Uh, well, that's interesting. May uh, apparently you know something we don't. Yep. Oh, they're gonna cut off her leg. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Cow she, will cheer. No, but she she does have a. Rel- I will say this: she does have. Um, she she does marry someone who would not be someone you would want to bring home to meet your mother. Hmm. Uh, wow, I'm kind of puzzled right now. The junkie? No, uh, maybe how about uh, Damien? His name is Damien Hellstorm. He also known as, and I kid you not, the son of Satan. Okay, then. <laughs> I'm not joking. I promise you, I'm not joking. Stay tuned for Defender Season 2. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <sighs> Damien yeah. Why have I never heard of? And I'm serious. He was created in the '70s. No joke. Hmm. So, so oh. what, what did you? Hellstorm. Yeah. Okay. So, what did you guys think overall? I mean, you know, you've had the elect. You know, Electra came back. Electra took over. Electra, whatever. What do we think about uh, how it ended? Because Clarence, you made a statement about you know eh, I'm not sure how you how you felt about the ending. What was the mm, not sure how I feel part? Yeah, that directly 
went to the point of why give the head fake on uh, Daredevil dying? I thought that was totally unnecessary. Um, go ahead. Uh, uh, they like you can't kill Daredevil after announcing there's a season three of his show. Correct. Hmm. Yeah, that just didn't make any sense to me. Like, like I, I, I'm curious how they're going to follow it up because if the world thinks Daredevil is dead, then there's a story for season three. Yeah, well, good point. Good point. And does does Electra even survive? I'll be interested in knowing that, but I guess, again, we'll find that out in some other season. Uh, I just, I don't know. I think my biggest problem with the series as a whole were there were too many parts that felt too forced and, and clunky. Um, you know, the parts that were good were really good, but it's just, just had a lot of problems with how the stories were written. And maybe more so that's my problem with all of the Netflix Marvel shows as a whole. Uh, a lot of them have issues with story. And it seems like with the last two, those issues have really jumped out more than they have in, with the first um, three series that we had. So I just hope Netflix will fix these issues as they move forward because, you know, as, as good as the, these series are, I want them to to gel in a way that that are has been, that's better than what they've been doing. Um, and again, the clunking is, you know, how they all meet up at the tower. I thought that was dumb. You know, a, a lot of the fight stuff felt kind of clunky and forced. I think they just need to fix their pacing overall. Their pacing is very unbalanced in their shows. Um, some shows are a lot of fighting, you know, some shows are entirely exposition, which, you know, that's how a series is made up, but still, I think they can do it in a way that feels a little more fluent. Um, but overall, I enjoyed, I enjoyed the defenders. It was awesome seeing all these characters fight together. However unbalanced I felt the fighting was at times. Yeah, but I I really enjoyed that. You know, I really didn't think I loved the backstory of the hand, but I think they did a really good job of creating villains that were fearful and that that were really fleshed out, you know, through um, all the previous series up until this point. So I, I do give them that. And I, overall, I think I, I really enjoyed it. You know, not the best, but I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I do really like what they did with the hand, uh, especially considering they had three three separate seasons of television where the hand was kind of a player in them. And at no point did they explain anything. (laughs) They they, they managed to keep the hand mysterious through 30 something episodes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) And through some sleight of hand, they suddenly made it all make sense at the last minute. (laughs) Mm, Okay. And, 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 and and have (laughs) Having individual characters from the different shows end up being the fingers. Yeah, I thought that was cool. That was impressive. I liked that. Yeah, and that was so yeah. totally not a backhanded comment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry, couldn't help but go, but go there. Um, you know what? I have to say, I didn't. Um, there was only a couple of times that I got to the point to where I picked up the iPad and started doing stuff. I mean, I. I I was mostly captivated throughout the entire you know run. Was it in part because I was trying to make sure I rushed myself to record as quickly as possible? Yes, but 
did it have moments that I enjoyed? Yes. Did it have things that I wanted to see? Yes. Did it have unexpected things? Yes. So, you know, I, I, I have to say I enjoyed it. I actually enjoyed it much more than I enjoyed Iron Fist and actually much more than I enjoyed um, Daredevil Season 2 or even Jessica Jones, for that matter. So, mm. Yeah, and just to add what you said, uh, add to what you said, the first four and a half, five episodes, I could not pull myself away from the TV because I started watching the night we were actually supposed to leave to go to the uh, Golden Triangle Comic Con the next day. And I was up to like one o'clock because I couldn't stop watching. It was so good. But it's like around episode five, it got a little bit of uh, not so great, you know. But I must admit, those first few episodes, I they really had me on lock because I was I was eating it up. Yeah, this 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 is the only one of the of all of them that I that I um, binge watched. Hmm. Like I, I I sat down thinking, oh, I'm going to watch one more episode of this, and <laughs> four episodes later, I'm like, credits, we're done. <laughs> Yeah, so that's that's a testament to how good it was, I guess. Even though you know we all point out the problems, but they they do have did have a bit of a magnetism in in keeping us in our seats, I guess. Yeah. Well, considering look at it like this, it was good enough to where the three of us wanted to get on and talk about it. Look how many things that aired that the three of us, whether it's on our separate shows or doing stuff together or whatever, don't even feel the need that weren't talking about but this we did so there you go oh yeah oh yeah all right well i think we've defended the defenders and uh dissected the defenders and pretty much everything so uh, sergio i know you are working on quite a lot with uh the things that you guys are doing with reality breach so would you like to share that with everybody yes uh realitybreach.com uh we have a local spotlight coming up next week with um a local karaoke guy uh we plan on doing a uh, what's it called game of thrones season recap tomorrow night uh-huh. probably get that up first thing monday so we and we have tea time going up all all week uh on youtube so we're we're pretty busy over in reality breach land cool cool well clarence what else are you working on Oh, yeah, you can find anything that I'm working on over at techpedition.com. Uh, that's T-E-C-H-P-E-D-I-T-O-N.com. And we recently did an episode all about video games, which we haven't done in a while. So, uh, yeah, you should check that out. The title episode is Sonic Savant. So we, we kind of talk about Sonic Mania along with many other games. So, yeah, that's a fun one. So check it out. Cool, 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 cool. Well, you know, you can also find Clarence and I on our YouTube uh, channel with Discussing Comics. It is youtube.discussingwho.com. Easy way to get there. Uh, Of course, you know, we're here every episode. If you're listening to us, you already know we're here. But I also want to give a quick mention to our fellow co-host, Lee Shackelford, who is right about to release in the next two weeks the last two episodes of the current season of the Relativity Podcast. And uh, this is the 26th, I believe, of uh, August 28, excuse me, 2017. I'm jumping in the future. And episode number 
18 came out today, so we've got two more. So check them out. You can find that at relativitypodcast.com. And, of course, you can always find me and Lee as well on uh, Doctor Who Podshock at podshock.net. So, uh, Sergio, thanks again for joining with us and coming on again tonight. Uh, pleasure having you back. You are very welcome. I enjoyed it. I right, good deal. Well, we enjoyed having you, and Clarence is always it's a pleasure. So, for everyone listening, thank you for listening. Thanks for joining us, spending some time with us this evening, morning, or whenever it might be. And until the next time, we will see you then. Discussing Who is brought to you by Audible. You've probably heard of Audible, but just in case, they are the world's leading provider of audiobooks. They have more than 180,000 titles. Let me say that again. 180,000 titles to choose from. Imagine a genre. They've got an audiobook. And these files play on smartphones, Kindles, tablets, in fact, over 500 different devices. Now, for fans of Discussing Who, Audible is offering a free download when you start a new Audible subscription. And you can choose anything at all from that vast library. But we know you want to get one of their absolutely fantastic Doctor Who titles, which include New Adventures of the Doctor, but also Torchwood and River Song. And they're performed for you by actors you know and love. Wonderful voices, Tom Baker, Alex Kingston, David Tennant. The list goes on and on. So try it out for 30 days. And if at the end of the month you decide Audible is not for you, you still get to keep that Doctor Who book you downloaded. So look at it this way. Free Doctor Who book. So here's how you get started. Point your favorite web browser to audibletrial.com slash discussing who. That's Audible Trial, all one word, A-U-D-I-B-L-E-T-R-I-A-L dot com slash discussing who. Also one word. And that's how you get your free book. What could be better than that? You've been listening to the Discussing Who podcast. Discussing Who is made by fans for fans. No copyright infringement is intended. Show us your fans of the show by liking us on Facebook, following us on Twitter. You can find us on the web at www.discussingwho.com. Want more Discussing Who? Find us on iTunes, Google Play Music, Player FM, the Doctor Who Podshock Alliance, and more. Send us your feedback to discussingwho at gmail.com, or if you'd like, simply record a voice message and send that to us via your smartphone, tablet, or computer. We want to hear from you.